Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 40th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. I want to first put a thank you out to everybody who's subscribed to the podcast, which is available on all of the major providers. We've now reached 30,000 downloads, so thank you for your continued support. And if you haven't subscribed yet, click that button. We are joined today by goalkeeper Aaron McCary. Seven appearances for the Wolves between 2010 and 2016. Aaron, how are you? Not bad, yes. Thanks very much for having me on. It's a pleasure to come on your show. Hey, no problem at all. No problem at all. Now, actually, there's a bit of a theme with goalkeepers at the minute. Cause I interviewed Harry Burgoyne the other night, and uh, we've got another goalkeeper in yourself. Now, um, you're junior football, so uh, actually, Harry's was very interesting. He started playing in goal. Uh, because he said he turned up to training one day for his junior team or a match and uh, the goalkeeper never turned up and he ended up going in goal. Now, I'd imagine, Aaron, with you, you was a natural from day one. So how did it all start, your your junior football? Um, yeah, well, it was probably a little bit similar to Harry in, in that regard, but I would have started off and played, you know, I'm, I'm probably the same size as I am now. I was when I was 8, 9, 10 years of age and, you know, I, I always had that height advantage, so I probably... I probably probably played a lot of my football in the early days as a striker but ultimately you know I wasn't good enough and I always played a year above as a striker than my age right. and uh, my actual age group um, you know one day the goalkeeper was injured and, and they asked me to would, would, would it go in goals for them and we went on an unbelievable run and got to the All-Ireland final and um, lost to a St Kevin's team containing Jeff Hendrick and Robbie Brady so that's probably how you know the goalkeeping started off for me I always had a keen interest in it mucking about in the garden and diving about and stuff like that but you know I, I did start as a striker but I knew from, from early doors that it was never going to go anywhere too far and um, you know I was more than happy to put the gloves on and, and um, use my height to my advantage in, in that position So how tall are you Aaron? I'm six foot three, so I've been I've been this size for for as long as I can remember you know I was always quite a tall lad um, from 10, 11 years of age, you know, I was always quite big and, um, you know, I, I don't think I've grown too much over the years. Flipping it, I wouldn't fancy playing the food bill in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, my, yeah, my parents so, had a tough uh, time feeling me. Your, your junior club, Monaghan United, and you was there from the age of eight um, and then you made your first team debut for the club at 17 years of age. Yeah, no, that was uh, it. Was brilliant, you know. I was, you know, I was a big fan of Monaghan United growing up. I went to the home games. I played on a Friday night, and I went home and away from when I was eight, from when I was eight or nine years of old age, right, right the way through. And you know, I progressed through the the, the teams there, and um, you know, got into the first team. Probably it was a lucky break more than anything else. There were two or three keepers ahead of me. You know, I was quite young, seventeen, and um, a couple of a couple of lads got injured, and, and one of the other goalkeepers, you know, had a family bereavement, and I found myself in the team, and um, just went on an unbelievable run. I think it was six or seven games in a row. I had first six or seven games, I had clean sheets after clean sheet, 
and yeah. you know um yeah, the, 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 you know I had been on on trails previous before that and it just quite it never quite happened for me and you know I was probably at a stage where I was thinking you know it wasn't it wasn't going to happen for me to yes. go across the water um but uh, we, we we played a we were in the first division and we played a Premier League team in the in the equivalent of the FA Cup it's called the FEA Cup here in Ireland and um, we played St Patrick's Athletic. And we drew at them with at home on the Friday night, and um, on the we played the replay on the Tuesday. And Pat Mountain and Steve Weaver had come over to watch me, me and I, I got mad at match in the game. And you know, the, I said the rest is history. A couple of days later, I was I was signing for Wolves. Wow, I mean, you signed for Wolves in January 2010, but the deal had already been agreed in September 2009. I mean, how did you first, so, so that, the, you know, obviously you said Pat Mountain, etc. come over. How did you first hear of the, the concrete interest? Um, I suppose it was, um, you know, I had been doing well and I had been on trials, you know, I had been to numerous different clubs and um, I Which think at the time... Which clubs did you know what I'm asking? Uh, I, I was at Blackburn Rovers, Celtic, uh, Manchester United, Manchester City, Reading, wow. you know, I had new, numerous, numerous trials and it, for whatever reason, it, you know, trials are very, very tough, so they are for, especially coming over as a young lad in Ireland, you yeah. know, you don't, you don't know the, the ins and outs of it and you're kind of like an outcast. If you know what I mean, you know you're you're in for a week. You're staying with it in a, in a host family. You don't know them, and you're trying to go about your business and try to trying to impress while not knowing anybody and, and not knowing how the thing operates. So it, yes. I always find the trials quite hard, and I always struggled on them in terms of you know, um, you know, going away and and trying to fit in. It was it was quite hard, and then you're trying to impress on top of that. And sometimes probably, you know, I, I know especially the Man United one. You know, I was starstruck by the players that you know that that I was seeing there, yeah. and it, it affected my performance. And you know, I probably couldn't believe I was had an opportunity to be at a place like that there amongst, you know, people that you, you'd only seen a match of the day on a, on a Saturday night as a young yeah. lad in Ireland and to be in their company then, you know, it, it, it took me by surprise and, you know, probably probably was in awe and, 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 and then that probably transfer, trans, transpired into my, my, my trial period, my performances on the trial, but, um, you know, it was all great learning as well and, um, you know, it was, it was fantastic to look back at it now. I think that's the thing. I mean, look, if you're a young striker on trial and you get a couple of goals and your confidence is up or you're a midfielder um, and, you know, the same, you know, put a couple of through balls in, a few good tackles, you have a good game. But for a goalkeeper, I can imagine, especially a young goalkeeper, you go into these big clubs and they are huge clubs, what you've mentioned. And a goalkeeper, I always think, is quite a vulnerable position. Um, because you know you do get judged on 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 pretty much everything you know and, and we spoke before the interview and you are under the microscope so for a young man it must be serious pressure at these trials it, yeah it does be i know and just an example of that you know when i was on trial at blackburn we played we played a friendly match at, um against um, Huddersfield Town it was and blackburn were far superior in a game to Huddersfield Town i think in the first half we were Half time, we were maybe four 0 up in Australia, and the Blackburn manager at the time, the youth team manager, was uh, Gary Bower, who went on to manage Blackpool and, and, yes. and, and Blackburn Rovers. He asked Huddersfield, "Would it be okay if I played in goal for Huddersfield in the second half, so they could have a better look at me?" So you've been thrown about from pillar to post, oh, you know. My word. And um, yeah, yeah. So it's stuff like that there, and it, it's 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 very hard because I I went into the Blackburn. For I was there for I was there 
three times and, and uh, on trial three separate times and you know you're learning the players names as you go and then to be chucked into the Huddersfield team at half time to, to impress the Blackburn team who you're on trial with and you don't know the, the Huddersfield players it, it, it's quite it's quite difficult and you know uh, um, it can be quite um, overwhelming especially for yeah. a young for a young player and, and your confidence very quickly can be shot can't it in a situation like that Oh, absolutely, and um, you know, but I suppose for me at that time, and I, I done reasonably really well, and Blackburn were interested in me, but um, you know, for whatever reason, it, it didn't happen in the end. I think Gary yeah. Bowyer left the club at that stage, or went on to, and you know, they were in a bit of a transition period with the Venkies, and and the deal never happened. But you know, it, it it's it is difficult. It is very difficult, and you know, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know what way to take it, and you're kind of afraid to ask how you done, or you know, in case in case you might have done well and it's, it's hard to know what, what they make of how a trial goes until you actually you know probably get back home to, to Ireland and, and if you get a phone call back you've obviously done well but if you get no phone call you, you haven't done well in, in their wow. eyes like so it, 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 it's, it's a cutthroat business oh massively now you did cross the water you come over to the mighty wolves as we said in January 2010 as once again a starry eyed 18 year old uh, it was Mick McCarthy that brought you over um obviously Mick McCarthy Ireland legend so to you you must you know look up to the big man but but how so we'll talk about Mick but also how difficult is it to 18 years of age Aaron you, you come over to Wolverhampton you've got to find you know or the, the club I should say find your digs you, you move in with a new family how difficult is that that initial transition and did you get homesick uh, the f- initial transition was it was very very tough for me. You know, I struggled for many months at the at the very start. You know, but luckily, I, I, the club had set me up with a great Diggs family and Chris and Alex McNamee. You know, that were fantastic. Yep. You know, and I'm still in touch with them to this day. Oh, is, that from, is that Chris from uh, Clairgate? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, no, yes. Chris. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, and they came over to my wedding and all last year, and it was brilliant. You know, I have a great relationship with them, and I, I'd say only for them at the time. Brilliant. You know, I, I probably, I probably would have packed up my bags and left because, you know, coming over as a young lad, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. Like there was nights I was crying myself to sleep. I missed being at home. I missed my family. Right. You know, I missed my mates. Um, it, then and then I think one of my first first couple of games for Wolves in terms of in the reserves was against Chelsea and they had a star-studded team with Daniel Sturridge, Lukaku and we were on the receiving end of I think it was a 5-0 defeat and oh. you know I went, in, I went into the dressing room afterwards and I was absolutely gutted and devastated and I was questioning myself whether I was good enough to be there and in, in my mind I went into the toilet I remember sitting in the toilet thinking you know I'm going to go up to Mick McCarthy tomorrow morning and tell him that I, you know I'm not good enough to be here I want to go back to Ireland and oh. you know that's, that, that, those are the type of thoughts that are going into your head and, and especially my head and I can, can only speak for myself of course yes. but on a daily basis and I po- probably that's to say that nobody sees in, in terms of footballers of, of the mental aspect of it of what they go through and especially young kids that move move to different countries but I must say like you know Chris and Alex were superb with me and you know to welcome me into their own home and I say like you know I, I'm still I'm still in touch with them to this day and they're fantastic people and they got me through what uh, initial you know, couple of probably six six months that period from January till you know the summer window uh, or the, the the end of the season when I was bedding myself in. You know, it was it, it was a tough time for me, but you know they helped me get through it. And I suppose when I got over that hurdle, I got back home for a couple of weeks. You know, I was able to go again. And when when pre season started back, 
Yeah, now, I mean, Aaron, you was definitely good enough. I mean, you, you, seven appearances for the Wolves, three of those were clean sheets. So, you, you know, you were good enough. And, you know, it's an interesting point you make because, obviously, it, it's very easy to look at the life of a professional footballer and you see all the, the grandeurs that, that, that come with it at the, the, the highest level. But as a young person coming across, it, it must be really, really difficult. And like you said, if it wasn't for the family... Um, that supported you and helped you. You could have very quickly just turned back, and then and then the dream's over. So you you know you do have to be a strong character um, to, to to keep going, don't you? Especially when all your mates are back at home, and you know you, you're missing out on a lot as well, aren't you? Yeah, no, definitely. And especially as a goalkeeper, it takes a, it takes a different type of character completely to to you know to. To get through that, all that, and to you know, to proceed to have a have a career over in England, you know, because as you said, like, and as I said to you, you know, many a time, you know, I questioned myself and questioned was I good enough to be there, and you know, that was probably although I did get through it, it was a weakness in myself, probably, you know, that I wasn't comfortable at the time speaking about it, or never went to anybody to speak about it to tell them what how I was thinking, or you know. And I probably never utilised the, the proper channels and, you know, if I maybe had to spoke to the coach or I had to spoke to, you know, to say the sports psychologist about it, you know, that might have helped me as well. But I always had that little weakness in, I call it a weakness, it's not a weakness, but um, probably, you know, it was, didn't realise how lucky I was to be there and in the opportunity and how many kids and that had dreamed of being in them positions and, yeah. you know, I, you know, for the for the for Wolves to take me over and, and to take me from Monaghan United, they obviously seen something in me, and I probably didn't believe myself. I didn't believe in myself, and probably didn't have the, the confidence to go with that. But they they, they paid to pay the fee for me, or whatever, when it when I was seventeen or eighteen years. So they had confidence in me, and I probably probably lacked that little bit in myself. But you know, I was at a fantastic club, and what a club to be at! Like you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers is, is an iconic club, and, and you know they're getting their rewards now, and I'm I'm absolutely delighted for them. Oh, you. Huge, huge. How, uh, who did you support growing up, Aaron? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I was actually a Liverpool fan growing okay. up, and you know, um, but it was strange. Like when I moved over to Wolves, and that, like you don't really support its team after that. You know, I yeah. got like I got ingrained. Like I in Wolves, you know, my, my digs people were t uh, my especially Chris. She was a season ticket holder. Love yeah. Wolves, you know, and and, and I, I, you know, I I grew that grew that passion and you know that they, they became my team then and you know still look out from till till this day and you know always check the results and always will check the results because you know it was it was a massive part of my life and mm. um you know such 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 a big club as i said and you know i was just lucky at that time you, you mentioned it, mick was fantastic you know he yes. obviously he was an irish icon an irish legend you know and um he, he was he was brilliant you know he's a brilliant manager you knew where you stood with mick he was you know he was as honest as the day comes you know he he told you how it was and you know of of you of you of you conducted yourself you know the right way you know mick, mick, mick treated you treated you fairly and you know it was and obviously there was a good irish contingent there at the time which helped you know you great oh, people like that Kevin Doyle, Kevin Foley, Stephen Hunt, you know Stephen Ward, and obviously Matt signed around the same time as me, or just shortly after. You of know, so I, I bet English was the second language in the dressing room, wasn't it? With all the Irish there. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it was, you know, and when I when I first went over at the time, you know, I went into the development squad and what a development squad we had, you know, with Danny Bath, Sam Winnell, Dave Davis, Nathaniel Mendes Lang, yeah. you know, boys like that there. There was great talent and a lot of lads went on to have successful careers and and still have and are still playing at you know, at a at a great level and you know that that, that was a testament to the coaching staff at the club and the academy. Um, you know, how them lads went on. It was you know, that was it that was a really good um development squad as it was called back then uh, yeah. at the time and you know it was it was a good dressing room to go into because there was good characters in it and they know that they, they, them lads helped me through as well and, and testament to you Aaron um the fact that Wolves I know have got a fantastic scouting network in Ireland in the north and the south and we've got a history of plucking some great Irish players from over the years you've only got to look at players like Robbie Keane um, you know, we've gone on to have fantastic careers. So that's once again testament to yourself that they've got such a a, a good network over there that, that that obviously brought you across. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, and I think it's always important because like, you can always find a a gem from somewhere that someone else has missed out on. You know, so that's a credit to them as well. Yeah. And then I suppose the likes of myself and Matt going over and then you know breaking into the first team. Although I didn't play an awful lot, I was always a number two, or yes. you know, and then I played a few games. I was always around it, like, and uh, you know that that, that probably gave great hope to to other Irish players coming over, younger players, and you know. That the scouting system kept going back to Ireland to, to, to look at players because you know the likes of Matt and myself had done reasonably well when yeah. when we came over and you know you get them at a snippet and you know it's 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 a it's a strategy that you know that's worth persevering with because you know if you get one one in ten even is 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 enough like you know um for the investments that they do make there'd be small investments in the player you know if you get if you get one out of every ten that's you know that's massive. I mean, you must look at Matt Doherty now. Once again, he's been with the club now 10 years. Um, and, you know, I don't think we could have foreseen right at the start that he would have been at the club in this period. We couldn't have foreseen this period for a start. But he doesn't look out of place at all in this team. In fact, he's as good as anyone on that pitch. And it's amazing to see. And it's really pleasing to see as well that effectively a homegrown player, if you like, has has made it through all this transition um, and, and all the money that Fosen's brought in. It's amazing to see Matt still holding his own and, and playing as well as he does. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a credit to him himself, you know, because there was many times there under different managers that, you know, Matt had tough times and maybe um, didn't feature as much as he would have and probably thought, you know, at times the writing was on the wall for him, but for him to keep bouncing back and bouncing back, you know, it just shows you the character that he has and the belief that he has in himself and, you know, like he's turned into one of the best full-backs, you know, wing-backs in, in, in the Premier League and, you know, he, he's such a huge asset for Wolves and, you know, I, I watch a lot, a lot of the games and, you know, he's always he's always 7 or 8 out of 10 and, and, you know, he pops up with goals, he pops up with assists and, you know, for him to, to, to stay um, for the period of time that he has through all the changes and especially now with all the flush money um, and for him to be still playing week in, week out, it's a credit to him. It's also a credit to the club for sticking by him and, and yes. especially Nuno, you know, because he obviously seen something in him. He had his homework done when he first came in and, yep. you know, knew he could work with him and, um, you know, he's just been a revelation since, since, since Nuno came into the club. Oh, unbelievable. So the managers you've worked under, obviously, initially Mick McCarthy, when he was in the Premier League, um, Obviously, we then 
got suffered the, the relegation. You was under then Terry Connor very, very briefly. Then it was Starla Solback and then Dean Saunders, then Kenny Jacket. So we obviously then double dipped into League One, then we, we got promoted. So you've literally, Aaron, you, you must have seen it all in that dressing room. I mean, for example, what was Starla Solback and like and did you feel that you, you maybe could have got a chance under him? Uh, no, initially, um, you know, first pre-season uh, tour went away. I think it was myself, Carl, and I think Wayne was injured at the time. It might have been Doris as well. The sort of three of us went to Ireland for pre-season, and um, you know, Stala had 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 um, you know individual meetings set out. There was a list set out for every player, right. and I think it was myself and Anthony Ford and. Uh, Doc, the three of us had no meetings with, with him, so I just knew from that minute, that, you know, that he wasn't interested in in us or the young players, oh. you know. Um, so I knew from that minute on that, like, he didn't really have much, probably, you know, I say much interest in the younger players, and you know, obviously he was in to do a job as well, and it didn't work out for how he wanted to. But I think at that particular time, you know, um, there was too much being trying to too much change trying to be enforced over a short period of time and the methods that Stala wanted to adopt, you know, we're going to take a period of time. Um, he's probably not too dissimilar to the way Nuno operates probably yeah. now, I can imagine, and, and, and the way he wanted to play. But like that, that, that was going to take time and it was going to take... Yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, there was obviously mixed players and then Stala brought in his own players who, you know, there were a lot of foreigners and who weren't used to the, the rigours of the champ. Yeah. and it was probably going to take a bit longer to, to build and ultimately he didn't get the time and you know um, well, I, I could see that he had some good methods in that but he he was a he, he was a funny character style so he was yeah <laughs> I can imagine and then Dean Saunders come in and I bet you thought flipping heck I'm going to be a striker because the way, the way he was picking teams I mean Dean Saunders for example once again did you think that there was maybe a chance of you getting in the side under Dean I th at that time, you know, I was starting to feature more regular in the match day squads, whether it was through injuries to, to Carl or Doris, or I think Wayne was out at that time as well, yeah. you know, and I was in around it an awful lot more than, um, but I, I knew that it was, um, I wasn't probably going going to play as such unless there was, there was major injuries, you know, um, I was probably, when Dean was the manager, I was maybe 19, 20. Um, you know, uh, and I hadn't played an awful lot. I'd been on loan to Telford, and yeah. I think I maybe went to Walsall yeah. for a, a couple of periods on when Dean was the manager. Um, but you know, Dean was a character. Um, again, you know, it was out of the blue. No one expected him to be to be near manager, and he came in, and you know, he was a bundle of energy, and you know, he was a great man at telling jokes and telling stories, <laughs> and, and and that there, and yeah, that was you know, he's probably still. He was probably still one of the best finishers at the club, you know. <laughs> um, you know, got involved in training and, and that. But the squad at that time was absolutely massive. I remember, I remember Mort's the kit man um, going and like this. This this sums up probably the, the, that period for Wolves. The, um, Mort's the kit man went to Dean one Thursday or Friday before an away game. It must have been a Thursday goes Gaffer who, who who what what's the squad for tomorrow? And I remember um Dean Saunders going to Mort's everybody who's fit is travelling or is in the squads. And I remember on the bus there was people sitting on the stairs, there wasn't enough seats, you know. The squad was so big, it was just it was just it was it was carnage at that time, you know. Flipping it, I might have got a game. I should... Yeah, it was, it was 
everyone travelled and you know you obviously then when everyone's travelling you have seven or eight boys left out of the squad they're yeah. not happy and you know it was very hard to get and then Dean brought in a few of his own players so you then you had mixed players you had uh, Stalas players and yeah. Dean's players you had a mashup of three different type managers you know and um, it, it, it ultimately it proved costly for, for Wolves cause, and us because we suffered relegation from the championship and that yeah. team Never in a million years should have been relegated from the championship. Oh. Like the quality that was in the dressing room and that was um, was more than good enough to, to stay in that league. Um, but I think the, the big turning point that that year was you know Sylvan Banks Blake getting injured against the the Blues in in, in St Andrews. Yes. Um, that that was probably the final nail in our coffin because you know although we had been struggling probably you know Sylvan was scoring goals and you know you know when you have a goal score you've always got a chance and. Yes. Um, once he got injured, I think it was maybe five or six games to go, maybe a few more than that actually. Um, I can't just remember, but you knew then that it was going to be very, very tough for us to stay up. Yeah, to be fair to Dean, he should have picked himself if he was that good a finisher. Because <laughs> uh, do you know what? He, sometimes I think he should. He should have, and I, I think if he could have been able to, he would have. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. I mean, listen, as a as a supporter, as a fan, I went to Brighton away in the last game of the season when we when we lost and went down. And the thing is, that team, and I, I always stand by this, that team was good enough to win that championship, let alone get relegated. And you could tell there was a huge lack of confidence. Um, I don't know whether there was a, a lack of, um, you know, off the pitch. I don't know whether it, it was being done right. Because that that team, like I said, could have done some damage and, and ultimately going down... Um, we want. There's that saying, isn't there, Aaron? You've heard it. Too good to go down. But yeah, no, definitely. Clearly, we wasn't. And you know, I I don't know what they can put it down to. But then the saviour come turned up in in the form of Kenny Jacket. We're in League One at that point. Um, you then get your Wolves debut, and what a debut it was. Third of September, two thousand and thirteen. We drew Warsaw in the League Cup. We drew. Uh, we draw two all uh, after 90 minutes. Now, what was quite bittersweet for you that day, Aaron, was um, the fact that you'd already been at Warsaw on loan. So then you got to play against them in the cup. Um, and then we won on penalties and you're the hero, saving two. I mean, is that the dream debut? Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was. It was an unbelievable debut, you know, and one that I'll always look back on, and you know, I'll form memories from. You know, um, I suppose it's every goalkeeper's dream when it goes to a penalty shootout, because it's you know you're in you're in a great position. You know, if you lose, it's, it's nine times out of ten, it's not your fault. But if you happen to save a couple of penalties and, yes. and go through, it's 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 a, it's a mon- monumental feeling, and um, you know. And that for it to happen on your debut, it's 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 amazing, and you know something that said playing at playing at Molyneux that day, albeit in the League Cup, um, was something that nobody can take away from me, and it's something that I'll always have, and um, something that I can always cherish and look back with and with pride, um, and just to pull on that jersey and make my debut that. That, that that game was 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 fantastic feeling and no words can really describe it for me you know walking out and walking out at Molyneux you know such a historic stadium and and you know to play against Walsall as well who had been yeah. on loan at you know who we were very good the Walsall gave him a chance in the football league you know Dean Smith was the manager you know I, I really enjoyed my time at Walsall as well I don't think the fans do enjoy me but uh, listen you know everyone's entitled to their opinion so um but yeah, it was it was a great feeling. 
I mean, saving two penalties. It's like the analogy I can give. The plane's going down and uh, there's a pilot on board and he gets his chance. And it's like viewing a penalty shootout, isn't it? You, you, as yeah. soon as you save the first one, your confidence is then through the roof, isn't it? To be honest with you, and, and, and I, I said this, and I said it at the time, you know, I saved the first two penalties, so I was fully convinced I was going to save them all. And when I didn't save, <laughs> really, you know, when I, when I didn't save the third one, I was absolutely furious with myself, oh. you know, because I, 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 obviously my confidence was sky high after saving two, and you know, I changed my mind the last minute where I was going to go, oh. and and you know, so at that time I thought after the first two, I'm going to save all penalties here, and I'm going to be the man. <laughs> you know, that's that's yeah. how brimming with confidence it was but you know two was enough and it got us through to the next round I mean Aaron as a goalkeeper I don't want to obviously give you secrets away in case there's any League of Ireland strikers listening now <laughs> you know on a, on a penalty is it a bit of guesswork is it a bit of you know I, I, I can sense where he's going to go I mean you know how did you save the first two I suppose um just that you know you do a little bit of homework before the game with the goalkeeping coach at that time it was Pat Mountain and you know he was he had his he had his um, homework done to a T of 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 every player that was possible that was going to take a penalty and and um, you'd probably look over it a little bit beforehand but you're only thinking maybe you might them what's the chances of a penalty happening in the game probably slim to none that if it does happen and you're just covering all the boxes yeah and um. You know, then when it goes to the shootout, it's probably more. You know, you probably go on feeling. Well, I, that's can I say I can only speak for myself. I yes. probably more go on feeling and of where I think it's going to go. Um, you know, I don't really have any you know technique to follow or you know sometimes if it's a left footer, you know, you think left footers favour going opening up their body and, and putting it to the safe side, but yes. you know that doesn't always happen. And so you, it's just I think especially for me, it just goes with um with a feeling that I have in my head. And you know, I was particularly good at penalties. I've, I've saved a lot of penalties. I was probably that's probably the pe- best part of me of the game. <laughs> If, if the game revolved around penalties I would have had a better career but um, yeah, you always you want know, to bring on in a penalty shootout then yeah yeah you know, I'd be a good man for the penalty shootout I always felt confident with penalties I don't know why that was it was just something that, it, that I had in myself from a young age and yeah. you know I always relished uh, a penalty and I always felt confident of saving a penalty um, whether that was in in normal time or in a penalty shootout it was, it was something that I always backed myself on and, and felt comfortable doing Brilliant. Now, that that particular season, you made six appearances. You made five in League One as as uh, we become champions. Like I said, three clean sheets, which is fantastic. What was the mood around the camp under Jacket? Because obviously you've been there under you know the end of McCarthy when it when it you know clearly wasn't so great. And although he'd done a fantastic job, then there was Terry Connor who got really chucked in front of the bus by being given the job. Solbakken and Saunders, we know what happened there. So the mood completely changed. What was it like around the camp at that point? Uh, Kenny Jacket was the perfect candidate for that job. You know, I didn't really know too much about him, but from the minute he came in, you could tell that, you know, he had a plan in his head and, you know, everyone bought into it straight away and he was just a fantastic man to have at that time for the football club. You know, he he, he really... You know, galvanised the club um, when the club was going through an awful lot. You know, he got the fans back engaged with the team, and yeah. um, you know, he had us playing. He had us playing well, and had us 
been still full of confidence and you know it was just it was although Wolves shouldn't have been in League One that season was a joy because likes of myself young lad got involved pricey you know it was probably Danny coming of age and boys like that Dave Davis you know there was an opportunity for the younger players yes um, to stamp their authority and and you know Kenny led that and he led it from the front and you know everyone backed him and you know that was proven in the results and you know I think it I think it ended up being a record breaking season yes um, I think the record still stands correct me if I'm wrong well, no I think, um, I think it does mind you yeah. someone on Twitter will listen to this and then point, point it out that it doesn't but I think <laughs> it does <laughs> yeah there's always a good stats man out there oh, um, there's always a good manager and a coach you know, on Twitter <laughs> Um, yeah, there's that, plenty of them. That's what I was going to say, uh, Aaron. Did you uh, did did you qualify for a medal from League One? Yeah, no, I have a medal. Um, yeah, I have it at home in um, in the safe. Um, so yeah, something that I can always look back on. It was, yes. you know, it was great. I was involved. Um, I went in loan actually that year till. Um, Wayne was it? Wayne, yeah, Wayne. Wayne it was Wayne and Carl. Carl was playing. Wayne had yeah. just come back from his, his cruciate. Um, he was on loan initially at Yeovil. Yes. I started the season at Wolves. He got back, came back, and then was Carl was playing. Wayne was on the bench. I went to York yeah. over the kind of Christmas period, and um, Wayne or sorry, against Tramier on New Year's Day. And I remember after I had actually missed the York game on New Year's Day. I was um I was under the weather with the flu. I was I was in a real bad way in bed and um you know, I never felt anything like it and was proper struggling. Yeah. And Carl Carl text or Carl texts me and says, Listen, I've broke my hand, you're probably gonna get called back tomorrow and I was like, Ah, not a chance, you know. They'll win on and put someone else on the bench. Well, I was I was called back, um, got down um, to the training ground and Pat Martin said to me that you're you're playing tomorrow night. They were playing Gillingham. And you were was still playing. I was I was I was um I was in absolute bits, you know, with barking with a, a cough, you know, uh, I was really, really struggling and I, like I, I didn't think I was gonna be playing and I thought Pat was taking the <laughs> taking the piss out of me. Yeah. And um <laughs> No, he says you're playing like, yeah, and uh, I was like, sure. What about Wayne? Only you know, um, Wayne was there training. And I couldn't believe it, you know. And it, the way it happened was, it was crazy because um, my mother's aunt, um, sister lives in in Rochester, which is down Gillingham way, yes. and all my family had gone over there for New Year's Eve. So it turned out we we're playing Gillingham and um, over the over the New Year period, and like ten or twelve of my family had been there by chance because they were just over over with my auntie for for oh, a few days over the New Year perfect. period. So it was, although we lost the game, we lost one nil. I think they scored in the last minute. Um, you know, it was it was 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 a proud moment because especially you know not too many times my family got over to see me play. So that was that was that was good. Of course, and you know I, I did have this chat with Harry, and the problem is for a goalkeeper. You, you you get your opportunities based on two things really, and it's either poor form of, of the goalkeeper or an injury, and you don't want to see that. Um, no, no. And that's the problem. So it's difficult for you to say to your family, unless you know you're going to get an extended run in the team, that you know it, it's difficult to, to plan and, and to get them yeah. over, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. And 
you know that that that's just happened by chance and um you know i, I got a run for five five or six games at that time and you know i, I done I done reasonably well i think it was i think it was maybe five or six games and saying i had three clean sheets out of them five or six games and it was probably in the end you know carl came back and i was probably a wee bit disappointed that i didn't stay in the team because yeah. although carl was more experienced and the better goalkeeper you know i thought i had done enough to, to warrant yes. you know to stay in the team to my form dropped off or, or whatnot but um, you know, I could fully understand why Kenny went back to Carl. He was his number one, and you know, he was a leader. He was one of the leaders in the dressing room, and uh, you know, it was, it was you know, it was a pressurized season, I suppose, for Kenny in terms of you know, the number one priority was to get straight back out of the league, and he probably thought a young goalkeeper, you know, um, I, I can't, I can't be leaving my senior goalkeeper on the bench. Um, when I have a young lad in that hasn't much experience, so I, I suppose you know I probably was hurting in terms of you know quietly to myself, but I could fully understand the situation. But I suppose it was good to feel that little bit of disappointment as well, because you know it probably showed to myself that I'd done reasonably well in the, in the, in them few games. Of course, and you know what? Fair play to playing through man flu because I've had man flu and it's the worst. Uh, there, was, there was there was absolutely nothing that was going to stop me from playing, and you know once I knew that I was in the team, like, brilliant. Um, you know I was, you know, it was probably a detriment to my career in time in terms of times that you know I have been really struggling with injury or or that there, and I played on, and and yeah. you know no one no one no one remembers them times when you play through an injury, and you know when your contract's up, and you know they don't re- renew it, or you know you, you get you get dropped for a loss of form after you put yourself through for yeah. through the PM buyer for something like you know, all them things are forgotten so I quickly learned that um, you know that you know to, 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 to be be careful of your body because you know right. ultimately all that be forgotten about and the thing is Aaron as well when you get you know you you'd waited um, so many years and under so many managers for your first team opportunity and the last thing you want to do is an injury, you know, you don't want to get injured, certainly. And and if there's a niggle, you think I can play through it because you're desperate for that chance and that opportunity to show what you can do. Yeah, no, and definitely. And at that time, um, you know, I was struggling as well with my back um, after, after I think it was the Preston home game and I was really, really struggling. I ended up getting a couple of injections just to be, just to, I didn't train Monday to Friday and, and played in the game at the weekend until Carl got back. And at the end of that period, you know, I, I pushed myself and pushed myself and I ended up getting an operation, probably missed nearly a year's worth of football. So right. um, it proved costly for me in the end. Like, yeah. But, um, you know, th- 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 that's what you do. You want to play and you, you put yourself, you put your body on the line just to play, you know. At the end of the day, you want to play games, and when that opportunity comes around, nothing's going to stop you. Of course. Now, some of the goalkeepers we've touched upon who, who you played with at Wolves, um, or who you trained with and, and worked with, obviously. I believe Marcus Hanneman was there early doors, wasn't he, Aaron? Yeah, Marcus was a great character. So yeah. he was. <laughs> he had. He he had. Um, Marcus had this routine of. You know, he he would come out. We'd start training at ten o'clock and or quarter past ten, and he he wouldn't dive to eleven o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> he said he was saving his body. And I suppose at that age, weekend that he's in the latter part of his career, you know, he was looking after himself. And yeah. well, it was just funny, like a ball go two yards beside him. You know, he wouldn't dive. He just let it go in, and, and uh, unless it was eleven o'clock, and then he started diving. But you know, he was <laughs> he, he, he was in a quarter to eleven, lads. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was brilliant. Marcus was, you know, a character, and um, you know he's very good to learn off as well. He was very good with the younger keepers, and um, you know he, he helped them he helped them out a lot. And yeah. 
you know, he, he had great experience, you know, he had many years in the Premier League as well with Reading and um, US International, so it was oh. just to be able to train with someone like that there, you know, it was it was brilliant. And there was uh, obviously Wayne Hennessy and obviously Carl Akemi as well, I mean, I bet you learned, so, I mean, you know, Wayne obviously come through the ranks, young lad, um, I bet, but even though he was still a young man himself, I bet you can learn so much from these people, can't you, and Carl Akemi? Yeah, well, Wayno and Wayno was more quiet and reservant of himself. You know, he was probably, um, he was he was naturally a quiet sort of a guy. You know, didn't really say too much. But you you learned of him in different ways in the way he trained and you know, um, like and how well he had done. You know, he wouldn't not that. Um, not in a bad way but he wouldn't really say too much you know he'd just go about his business himself and um, I suppose he, he I thought he was naturally shy and, but yeah. he, he was he, he, he was a great keeper as well you know and obviously Keems you know Keems Keems is Keems you know he's yeah. one of my good mates and uh, one of someone who I have so much time for and was so good to me when I when I was at the club you know he was probably the one goalkeeper that um, I had the closest bond with and I said he, he, he was a friend more than a more than a teammate, um, you know, he was he was he was he was top draw for me and helped me out an awful lot. And you know, I suppose I'd been on numerous loans and he'd been on that path himself. So you know, he probably seen some similarities in, in myself in terms yes. of going and loan and playing and that. So he he helped me out an awful lot and we had a great we had a great great bond and a great relationship. We used to room in away games and that. He fantastic fella and. Um, you know, I'm delighted to see him doing well now because you know he, he deserves it. He's he's been through an awful lot, and yes. you know, um, yeah, no, he's just he teams teams was, you know, he was he was he was so good for me at the time. At the time, you know, I can't explain to you how how much he looked after me and how and and how much he done for me. Oh, that's that that is really lovely to hear. Now, some of your loans we touched upon Telford, Walsall, and York. We spoke about. Then there was Portsmouth and Bury. Now. Portsmouth, huge, huge club, and obviously it's devastating to, to, to see what's happened at Bury. I mean, what was your time like at those clubs? Yeah, Portsmouth was great, you know, under Paul Cook. Um, I went there initially, they had a couple of injuries, you know, um, the goalkeepers, and I played six games or whatever, and we'd done reasonably well, and I'd done reasonably well, and they were keen for the for the loan to be extended. Um, but there was, a, there was a problem with the... With the, I think there was Jed. We had signed Jed that summer, and there was some some problems with that happened with his deal, and it, right. it it ended up in you know affecting me staying on at the time. I think Wolves were paying majority of my wages, and I think maybe they wanted Portsmouth to contribute more, and they yeah. weren't in a position to do that. So you know it was quite frustrating to, for me then. And then I went to Bury, and to be honest, you that was just an absolute disaster. Um, Sorry for right. mentioning that then. <laughs> It, it was a, it was just a disaster, you know. I played. Um, I, I signed for Barry on the Friday evening, and um, they were playing Shrewsbury away. So I met them at the ground. I met a kit, the kit man, I think it was, in a hotel in in Shrewsbury. Ten minutes before we met at the ground, got my tracksuit on, went in, didn't even know any of the last names. Played the game, and to be honest with you, for the second goal, you know, I didn't cover myself in glory. Um, but it was one of those that only a goalkeeper kind of would 
would know it was yeah. kind of a mistake, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But me, me being honest, I came in afterwards and held my hands up, and um, you know, I just I think after that, the manager David Flickcroft wasn't having me. He, and to be honest with you, he absolutely killed me that year. So he did because I'd been on loan at two two clubs, and um, you know that was around the March time, and they, they they were signing another keeper. On I went up on the Monday and asked where where they put me up, and they had wouldn't put me up, and it was just a it was just a it's a disaster, um, and it, it killed my season then because I couldn't I couldn't go on loan again because I'd already played for two yeah, clubs and it, it was I was back to Wolves really and you know I was just sitting around for that for the rest of the season which was frustrating playing the odd reserve game here and there so yeah um Barry was a disaster and um, you know these things happen in football of I course. hold no grudges um you know the manager didn't fa- obviously didn't fancy me and you know, that, that's life you, you know you, you've got to move on and um you know. Take your medicine, as they say, and 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 just just bounce back. And you know that these these things happen in football every day, so they do. And um, people don't necessarily see it. Um, you know, managers don't have players, and you know certain players don't fit in in certain places. And you know it was disappointing because you know I had went up, and I, I, I thought it was it was an opportunity for myself to really stamp my authority. It was a league up from Portsmouth, although Portsmouth obviously is a much better and bigger club. And yes. um, you know, Barry were in, in the league above, and. You know, I think I think they went through nine goalkeepers that year, so oh. that speaks that speaks enough volumes yeah. for me. You know, um, and and sometimes you get you, you get times like that, and said there's no point in moping about it, and you just get on with it and go back. But it was frustrating in terms of you know I couldn't go out and loan for the rest of the season, and I was kind of kind of in limbo. Now you you then obviously six years at Wolves. Um, then you made the permanent move uh, up north to Ross County in Scotland, um, and one of your games, and, and and we spoke about this before the interview. Just your luck, um, Celtic away at Celtic Park, uh, Scottish Premier game, fifty eight thousand there, and you get injured, don't you, Aaron? I mean, yeah, no, I just summed it up. I'd just been called up to the to the Ireland Republic of Ireland team, and we've gone to um, Turkey for a week's training and played Turkey on the Friday night. Um, in Antalya and um, you know just be coming in from the warm up I wasn't involved I wasn't starting I was on the bench and I slipped on a marble floor and done my back in again for the second time and but it, during the week you know I had been speaking it was Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane I had been speaking to Roy a couple of times during the week and he asked me who we were playing when we got back and I told him it was Celtic at Celtic Park and he goes right I'll come up and watch you in that there so I had that in the back of my mind that he of was course. saying that he was com- he was coming to to um to watch me so I went back to, to, to Ross County and I like I didn't train till till the Friday and I, I shouldn't have even been training on the Friday to be honest but I had it in my head Roy Keane was coming to watch you know it's an opportunity against Celtic I'm going to have loads to do um, I'm going to be busy um, you know and I thought in my head it was an opportunity too good of an opportunity to turn down but um I was I, I shouldn't have been playing in the game um you know I should I should have been a bigger man and said it um, and said that I was struggling but I ended up getting 27 injections in my back after that um, so wow. it was it was it was a frustrating time for me you know just when when I thought I'd turned the corner and then you know it was back to square one and and um, you know we we ended up getting relegated that year which you know was 
which was frustrating. Um, and I, I left. I left at the end of the season. You know, towards big cuts in wages and stuff, and it's something that I regret. You know, I could have stayed on on a, on, a, on a wage cut, but unfortunately, at the time, I had someone looking after me that you know, um, you know, thought that I would get better somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed my time at Ross County. Um, you know, up in the Highlands in Scotland, it was yeah. it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Great place. Great people. And um, you know, I've just it's just unfortunate the way it ended. Um, but uh, like you know, you don't. I don't look back with any regrets at no, all. And no, um, you, you know, if you if you have regrets, you know, you you'll go to an early grave. And yeah, um, you know, it's, it's just football. That's football happens. It's every, I said it before. It's everyday life. You know, things like that happen. You you make the wrong decisions, and you know, and you've only got a short period. To oh. go yes or no, and sometimes you're going, you're flipping a flipping a coin. What what should you do? And um, you know, sometimes you make the wrong decisions, and sometimes you make the right ones. And well, unfortunately, it didn't end the way the way I, I would have liked it there. And um, you know, ultimately, I left. And um, you know, it's I, I probably should have stayed. And they bounced straight back up. And you know, I'm delighted to see them doing well now. So, of course, um, I mean, look, the reality is in that particular game, the Celtic one. You've been on trial at Celtic as a young man. Celtic away, like I said, 58,000 people there. Um, you know, you, you, you are going to take the risk. You are going to run that risk. Look, you could have gone through that game 90 minutes, um, saved a couple of penalties or, you know, kept a clean sheet, and all of a sudden you and you know it's going to be a busy day at Celtic Park against Celtic. Um, so it, it, I think it's a risk that was worth taking, but obviously if you're going to get in, you know... Yeah, no, absolutely, you know, and that's probably what I was weighing up in the head the whole week, you know. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the manager at the time, you know, still the manager Stuart Kettlewell, you know, he he had great confidence in me and wanted me to play, you know, and um, I was probably wasn't just as honest as I should have been with him, you know. I was probably telling him I was better than I was, and you know, it was as you said, it was an opportunity, and you there's going to be loads to do against Celtic, Celtic Park. You know, yeah. it's never an easy game going there. Huge um, you know, I, and I had done reasonably well. We were two 0 down when I went off. All right, but you know, I had made a couple of good saves, smart saves, and you know, I, I took a goal kick, and you know, just just my back completely went from underneath me and it collapsed. I actually went off the pitch in tears because I, I, like I knew, I knew, I knew what it was, and you know, I knew how good of an opportunity it was for me, um, especially with Ray being in the crowd and that, um, that it was an opportunity lost, and you know, one that would take a long time to get back, and uh, and uh, to be honest, it's one that I haven't got back so far. So, but you know, that's the way football goes, and I say no regrets. Look, there's still plenty of time, Aaron. Look, you've you, you've lived the dream. You're living the dream. You're still 28. As a goalkeeper, you've probably got another 20 years left in your bank, so you've got plenty of time. Um, <laughs> you're back in Ireland now. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it must be such a proud moment for you to have represented your country at under-17 level, under-18 level, under-19 and under-21 for the Republic of Ireland. And I believe, I think I might be wrong, I think it's about 26 caps you've got. I mean, that is, how, how, how proud a moment is that for you and your family? Yeah, no, it is. It's something I say you can always look back on, and you know, it's, I've got some mem- great memorabilia and great memories. You know, we got to the European Under Nineteen semi final and lost, lost to an excellent Spain team containing Alvaro Morata, you know, Carvajal, wow. Delafu, lads like that. There, and we were outclassed on the night. Don't get me wrong, but to get there with the group of players that we had, you know, and you know, it was was memories for for 
for a long, long time, um, you know, to have, that I will always have and, um, you know, then to progress to the 21s and, you know, um, you know, we've played against some cracking players over the years, you know, with different teams, been in many different countries, got, you know, all, all, all by having, you know, a talent and probably not realising that you have such a talent, you know, that that talent gets you to these places and yeah. uh, sampling different, different, different uh, cultures and, you know, it was fantastic, you know, I've been, I've been many, many places and seen many, many, you know, outstanding players progress through their careers, whether playing against them from the under-17s international squads right the way up to under-21s and, you know, to get in... To get in the senior squad as well twice and but is was, wow. was was nice as well you know and probably um you know probably at the time I said when I got the injury itself like I, I really thought that was an opportunity for me to, to kick on you know especially just being in the squad and um you know just 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 the way it goes these things happen and you know but it's something definitely that I'm, I'm major majorly proud about and um it's something that I'll always have and nobody can take away from me I think that's the reality you know I believe it's 10 caps for the under 21s and after the under 21s the next step is is the the national squad you know the full the full squad and you know you've been involved twice a run in the team at, or an extended run at, at Ross County, um, you know, playing Scottish Premier League football, all of a sudden you could have been regular for the for the, the island side. And once again, it, it, it is, we spoke about it, it's about the flip of a coin, you know, that, that would have been naturally the next progression, surely. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, it was probably something that that I had in my mind when I signed for Ross County. You know, I seen that in the Scottish Premier League. Obviously, you know, is it it's it's a good league and and it gets run down, but it but it is a good league, so it is. And yes. you know, you're in the light, you're in the limelight week in week out. You know, you've got you've got big games against Celtic and Rangers, yeah. and you know, Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen. You know, they're all big teams in their own right and, and attract big crowds. And you know, going to a to, to a small probably. Um, team like Ross County, you're, you're going to be challenged every week, and I had that in my head when I when when I left Wolves that it was you know was was an opportunity. I'd, I'd seen Darren Randolph went up to Scotland and and done re- really well with Motherwell and got a move back yes. down south. So that was kind of my plan in my head all along, and just unfortunately, like it never happened. You know, and I I probably hold my hands up as well and say like at times you know I, I probably didn't have enough belief in myself, and you know that. That transpired into my performances, you know. You know yeah. that my, some of my performances were probably not good enough, but you know, um, that, that's the way it goes. And, and like it, 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 football is such a fickle game, and it's a it game is. that you know, game. I said to you before the interview, especially the role of goalkeeper. Now it's so every little thing you do is is scrutinised to the last. You know, yeah. things like goalkeepers that you know, real, real top goalkeepers going back in time your Smichaels and, 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 and people like that there you know they, they didn't get scrutinised half as much as, as, as goalkeepers are now and, and every manager nearly wants a goalkeeper to be an outfield player and yeah. like, you know the way I look at it is you're a goalkeeper for a reason because you weren't good enough to play outfield and you're you have an ability <laughs> you know you have an ability to keep the ball out of the net and that should be the number one priority and I think people sometimes try to dress it up too much and, and, and expect too much from goalkeepers and then then keepers get into their head that they're they're good enough to play and you know get caught out and it's happened to me myself numerous times you know thought I, <coughs> thought I was good enough to play around at the back and you know, you got to know your role. Come for crosses, keep the ball out of the net. That's a good goalkeeper for me. Yeah, and I'd agree. And a lot of clubs now, 
do look at it as 11 outfield players that do you know some do look at the goalkeeper as an outfield player but the reality is like i said you've got to you've got to stick to the basics um obviously which you've been fantastic at throughout your career um and and now you, you there's no more homesickness you're back in ireland you you after ross county it was warren point and now you've made the move to dundalk which we spoke about once again before which is on the southern and uh, northern irish border um obviously great move for you in terms of being back at home and it's a huge club uh and so i know you spoke about the the, the coaching as well that you've been getting involved in what does the future hold for you now aaron yeah, no, obviously it, it is nice being back at home and, um, you know, Dundalk's on my doorstep. It's a 40-minute drive in the morning time for me from home and, you know, it, it's, it's you know Dundalk's the, the biggest club in Ireland. You know, it's been the most successful club for the last five or six years. You know, the current Irish manager, um, you know, earned the stripes at Dundalk and um, built a fantastic structure and uh, team there and, you know, they progressed on and, you know, it's a, it's a good club to be a part of. They have big ambitions of doing well in European stages getting into Europa League and stuff so and um, we have that to look forward to in the next couple of weeks but you alluded to there you know the coaching side of it you know I've, I've, I've been dipping my hand in it recently and I've you know, been quite enjoying it really Um, you know I get a lot out of it and you know um, enjoy working with 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 um, you know keepers and you know trying to trying to give them a little bit of you know a taste of of what I had and um, you know let them <laughs> tell them tell them maybe I can teach them you know little bits and pieces that I've learned over the years and yeah. mistakes that I've made and you know and try to encourage them because you know it was something that I didn't have when I was younger I didn't have an awful lot of goalkeeping coaching back home um, so it's it's I get a lot out of giving giving something back to especially yeah. to younger keepers and um, you know it's it, it, I do enjoy it and you know I feel as if you know I feel a value in myself that you know I'm able to help some some young lad out and um, you know help him progress because you know I, I look back when I was younger I didn't really have that opportunity there wasn't too many goalkeeping coaches around so it's something that I really enjoy and hopefully something that I'll build in and hopefully leads down the, further down the line to you know something bigger and better for myself. Brilliant, brilliant. And would you ever return? Uh, would you ever sorry rule out a return to, to the English game at some point, Aaron? You never say never, Jason. You never say never. Um, I think as the years go on, you know, it's it's going to be harder. But yeah. you know, if an opportunity arose, it's definitely something that I would have to, you know, seriously consider. And you know, if it was a good opportunity and too good to turn down, you know, you, you wouldn't. I wouldn't definitely not say no. But um, you know, I just I'm just happy now. I've just become a father for the first time. Fantastic. So. Um, you and know, you recently brilliant. got married, didn't you, Aaron? Or was it yeah, I got ma- got married last year and became a father about just over a month ago to a little boy, Harry. So that's fantastic. It's, you know, he's he's occupying a lot of my time and <laughs> getting used to this, getting used used to the less sleep and that. So you know, honest, it's, 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 I've got it all to come, mate. Because I got married last year as well, and my missus is about to give birth in October. So yeah, uh, brilliant! I'll have to Congratulations! Some sleep this night with you. Yeah. I tell you, make the most of your last couple of months. <laughs> bank, bank up them hours. No, it's an um, it's an unbelievable feeling. It's just the best gift that you'll ever get. And you know, oh, wow. and I'm immensely proud of of him, and I'm immensely proud of my wife. And you oh. know, it's it's it is it's 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 one of those feelings that you you'll never get back. Uh, you know, nor, you know, it's once they come into life. You know, it's 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 it's, it's truly is amazing. Wow. And if there's there's to finish the interview, Aaron, which has been so interesting. If there's one abiding memory from your time at Wolves, which you always look back on and it puts a smile on your face, what would the memory be? 
Um, I suppose the League Cup debut versus Warsaw, you know, but yeah. th- that season in general, you know, it was such a fantastic group of players and the camaraderie between us all was, was amazing, you know, the team spirit was absolutely fantastic, you know, it was a group of young, hungry players that wanted to do well, and don't get me wrong, we enjoyed ourselves as well, you know, we had, we had many good night out that have many good memories from as well, you know, along the lines, you know, but we were winning games week in, week out, so we, we could we could do that, and, um, you know, I think that helped build it to the team spirit, you know, he had fantastic guys in that dressing room, Jack Price, Danny Bath, you know, it's Carly Keamy, um Doc, um, boys like that, Scott Goldborn, Dave Edwards, you know, just the, the team spirit that year in League One, you know, it was was it was the best dressing room in terms of um, you know, spirit that I have uh, that I have been in and yeah. you know that, that 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 just gave us the confidence and belief in ourselves. You know, everyone was mucking in together, everyone was socializing together, whether it be going out for a few beers or going out for food. You know, we we done everything together, we played golf together, you know, we went on holiday together. It was it was just it was just one whole group and one whole family and you know we got got the rewards at the end of the season you know we end up winning the league comfortably in the end and you know got the club back to you know on the right on the right on the right steps and thankfully you know the clubs continued that on now and have moved on so but i'd say just that whole season you know to be to be amongst that was fantastic well aaron thank you for representing our club thank you for playing your part in that league one campaign where you know we turned the corner uh, and we came back into the championship and you know such a nice guy and i wish you very well in the rest of your career and thank you for coming on the wolf whistle today and we hope to have you on again soon thanks a lot jason i appreciate the the invite i really enjoyed it no problem at all thanks aaron